Hello, we're out. Uh, I messed that up already. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> Don't do that in. Patrick. Patrick, you're not allowed to delete this part. Please delete it. Um, Don't. <laughs> okay. We're House Annie, and we're here 100%. We're back, just like Dale Cooper. What an episode we were witness to last week. And let's just get straight into it, because... I still can't even comprehend what happened. With me, as always, is Emily. How are you doing, Emily? Um, I'm I'm excited and ready to talk about this episode because, like you, I, I, who the fuck knows, man? But it was awesome. Yeah, I got so excited. I'm turning into Dougie. I don't even know how to talk properly. I stumble in my intros. Uh, but luckily, we've got someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Uh, we're joined again by Mickey Ralph from Geek Bomb. How are you doing, Mickey? I'm good. Third time's the charm. And thank you for saying that I know what I'm doing. Locally. (laughs) Voice-wise. You seem to know what you're doing more than I do, which is um, always a good bonus. Um, (laughs) Gotta have somebody driving the car. Absolutely. And speaking of driving the car, we start the episode (laughs) off (laughs) with uh, Mr. C and uh, Richard Horn driving down a dirty road in classic Lynch style. And they're making their way to the coordinates that were given to them by, or were given to the doppelganger by um, David Bowie's kettle. Um, yeah. And then. Well, separate people. He's got three sets of coordinates, doesn't he? Yes, three sets of coordinates, two leading yeah. to one location. So we and don't know who specifically gave him these coordinates. Well, I'm assuming it's both David Bowie and um, Diane, because it seemed like but a then... trap, right? No, because Diane didn't send hers till after. I thought she sent, like, not the whole coordinates, and that's why it was a trap. Did, oh. I, did I read that wrong? Emily? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Annie for this week. We'll be back next time to discuss the finale. Good. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's still hard to sort of comprehend fully, but what I got from that scene was that, um... There were like two sets of coordinates. One was not fully finished, and um, he didn't know which one was the exact truthful one. So he let little Richard <laughs> go up and um, test it for him, and it turned out it wasn't the full coordinates. So that's why um, he texted all to Diane. Of all the things that I expected to happen when he got to the top of that rock. I did not expect him to burst into blue flames and sparks and then and disappear. I love it because I don't know about, obviously, Emily, like, you don't have bonfire night over there, do you? No. Yeah, so it, it, it just reminded me of bonfire night. You know, when you're like, hooray, look at that amazing firework. And then you're, you're like, okay. And then by the end of it, it's just a shitty little um, spark they're going out. That's what that's, yeah. his death scene reminded me of, which is kind of a little fun way to do it and yeah like a horn effigy yeah like a little I mean, it's a good way to deal with kids you don't really want like 25 years <laughs> later on <laughs> <laughs> oh my god charlie what? Like, it's a good way to deal with kids you don't want yeah cool let's explode them <laughs> look i'm just saying if your kids is a wrong one and you've tried your best take them to a rock you know. Take him to the rock! 
and electrocute them? Let nature take its course, is all I'm saying. Okay. So, Lock them up like a Roman candle. Yeah, Mr. C didn't necessarily kill his son. He just um, had a little father bond exercise that went out of control. He did, well, he, he was like, well, it's either me or him. I'll send him up. Yeah, he's, ju- he's, he's younger than him. He's got, yeah, he's got yeah, advice he's... to lead still. <laughs> Good way to deal with kids you don't want. Oh, Charlie! <laughs> By the way, can I have just a quick shout-out um, to Eamon Farron, who plays Richard Horn, who liked and uh, joined in our jokey tweet about um, Mr. C offering Richard a, a play gym, but accidentally gives him this death by fireworks instead. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, Eamon, you alright, bud? Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for him, because even though he's a douchebag, he, that's, that's the way he went. His whole plot went up to nowhere. I was so happy he was dead. <laughs> so happy. So, so happy. Okay, so, that, so that's what I wanted to go into. Are you happy that he just died that way, or were you like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's solved. Next scene. Uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I was kind of like, okay, that's a cool little shot, because it's kind of like, he sees himself as the big man, like he's getting into this whole sort of gang sort of, like, sort of deal, but at the end, he was just worthless, <laughs> all he did was nothing. Um, and I guess it just makes us proud that Sonny Jim's got the better dad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Dougie Jones could barely talk, but he could still get him a nice plagiar. He didn't end up giving him to the rock. Um so, you know, God bless Juggy. Electrocuted himself, didn't he? Yeah, exactly, yeah. He'd, he'd rather electrocute himself than um, stay with Sonny Jim. Heart bloody gold. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we see the best thing ever, which is Mr. C using emojis. <laughs> which I I was watching it and I was like, what is going on? Because like we mentioned before, when it's three o'clock in the morning, you're kind of a bit daisy. And, oh, um, Definitely. At that point, I was like, what does that mean? Is it code? I was like, swapping the letters around, even though there's only three. I was like, putting stuff in different orders. I was thinking I typed it into my phone to see what it would happen. It, like, <laughs> if, I, if I typed it, like, it, it my, my dozy 3am brain just went absolutely mental. <laughs> it just went crazy. What did you expect for it to happen? Like, somewhere out there, there's a copy of Lord uh, that. <laughs> just went crazy because you sent her a text mate i don't know i don't know i was trying to work it out i was trying to work out if it was code or if it was literally just all and a smiley face if he was asking for all the coordinates or like i don't know i just it was so exciting to me that this this text message just completely set her off i was like what what what's happening (laughs) there's something about the idea that he has this phone which has an emoji keyboard on it and that he still goes out to use the old classic smiley face it's so creepy um yeah. And just, yeah, like just him using a smiley face, it was kind of like, let me get into this guy's head for a second, okay? He's he's the evil mastermind, he's the bad coop, he's got Bob inside him. So he's got two little voices in his head, one is a evil rapey death spirit, the other one is a creepy FBI agent's evil side. He's just seen his son literally get burnt alive. And that also means that someone tried to betray him. And the first thing he does is write a little smiley face. I think it's so cute. <laughs> I mean, yeah, cute's also a word. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's also the, the worst person in the world, but 
you know. I think it's interesting the fact that he typed the emoji as opposed to just like selected one from the menu of emojis because it's sort of another signifier of him being from another time. Yes. Or like just not even from now, not necessarily another time, but not from the now that we know or that we're watching. Yeah, exactly. It sort of has that sort of. We're so used to seeing these classic uh, emojis now. Those uh, little cartoony faces that sing the old-fashioned texting style. Um, old-fashioned. Yeah. The old-fashioned texting style. In our day, style. we used to have our <laughs> Back in the text in the 1600s. <laughs> Back when you had to type a number four times to get an R. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Basically, yeah. Like I, I, was, I was half expecting him to start playing Snake. Um <laughs> But yeah, then we go see him, see him getting in his truck again, and also, I mean, poor Jerry Jerry Horn. Um, what's he doing? Oh, bud, bless him. I he well when he was shouting up on that hill, I was like, I but I really hope that Mister C doesn't hear him. Yes, that's exactly. I didn't want him to like chase him down with you know the headlights in the night over hills. And him just, like, on his feet, just, like, sprinting for his life. Just completely terrified. Did he know that it was his nephew? I don't think he knew where he was. So I think it's very doubtful that he knew his grandnephew was electrocuted. Um, yeah, I, it's just, it, it's, it, he just seems so upset. I guess it's just, yeah, it's just, the amount of what actually happened, he doesn't know whether it's real or not. But at the same yeah. time, he also thought his foot was speaking to him, like, a few days ago. That was so cool. I wasn't on the episode where you guys talked about that, but I have been saying that. Me and my brother say it to each other all the time now. We're like, I am not your foot. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that, we've got to use that and make it into a ringtone. Um, oh, mate, honestly. It's it's the funniest thing. <laughs> it's so funny. And then, yeah, we see him use binoculars backwards, which is also incredible. Like, why has he got binoculars out? Like, what was he expecting to see? Like, he, had well, his... he was expecting to see a great distance. Well, okay. <laughs> That's what he's got them okay. for, Charlie. <laughs> I, get, I get, yeah, all right. Also, Charlie, he's probably been wandering in the woods. Like, he didn't, like, go out in the middle of the night. He's been wandering for God knows how long. Yeah. That's what I mean, though. Like, what what was he doing in the first place? Because we know he went out to get high. But, um, he was gonna. Um, I assumed it's Jerry. I mean, he was gonna go out and get high. He had binoculars. He was gonna maybe like watch some birds or something. Oh, so Jacobian birds then? I think Jerry's got a lot more. I think he's got a lot more knowledge of shit that's happening than he lets on, or even that maybe he's aware of. Because like he goes out into the woods, gets high, does whatever he wants. But like I think he knows subconsciously somewhere more about this stuff that's going on than he realizes. Yeah, I think that kind of links into what we said last week with um, Gersten, where all this stuff is happening, but at the same time, there's also this periphery stuff happening in like the forest. And yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know whether it's part of the drugs or whether it's actually happening. Also, that forest is full, absolutely full to the brim with all of this weird um, interdimensional stuff that happens at any given time, all the time. And yeah, exactly. I think any any length of uh, time you spend within the woods, surely you start picking up on some things and actually going a bit insane. I feel like we've seen that before. Yeah, especially hearing the owls at night, which would creep me out. Um, yeah. And I'm actually surprised we haven't seen that many owls in this series. 
Yeah, that symbolism isn't hasn't really returned so much. Yeah, in the series. Which I'm kind of. I'm not. The only reason I'm glad about it is because I'm now freaked out by owls. Um, <laughs> which would ruin my enjoyment oh. for owls, I guess. <laughs> oh, bud. You know, the creepy eyes suggest that Bob's Their heads in there. turn all the way around. I don't like that. Yeah. And they turn That's into. I mean. Denim Bob. <laughs> Has anyone drawn an owl wearing denim before? Um, Whatever? No, like. Probably. <laughs> I mean, probability. <laughs> <laughs> send it in um, <laughs> then we head in the next scene we head to Hutch and Chantel wait in their van outside the Joneses home uh, two FBI okay. cars arrive and the agents find that nobody's home we see Wilson get shouted at again in a sitcom classic style and then they head off to Lucky 7 Insurance now what did you think about seeing Hutch and Chantel finally outside the home of Douglas Jones Anyone? <laughs> I was waiting for literally anyone to say something. I was holding back. Um, I was initially nervous, um, but then I realised that with the FBI turning up, I was like, "Oh, Lynchy! Oh, bud! This isn't going to turn out how we expect it to turn out." There's no danger here. There's there's mischief afoot. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And sure enough, it did. It oh, broke yes. my bloody heart. Absolutely. I mean, at this point, we still didn't know whether, like, Dougie was inside the house, whether it was set before or something like that. So you're kind of like, you're not exactly sure what's going on. Oh, but yeah. I, I just loved the, seeing the idea that there was an empty box with, like, one packet of Cheetos left. And I was like, oh my god, they actually did have a whole crate for the bloody crisps. <laughs> and then she mentions it later on, and I was like, oh my god, this is perfect. Like, the idea that this sort of amazing killer gets frustrated over the lack of crisps, just... I can't believe it, it's just brilliant. Um, I love that we can we can map out their entire journey, their entire story arc in this season. We can map it out entirely by the by the by the contents of one box of crisps. Yes. <laughs> it's, the, it's the perfect little uh, connection to everything. You got uh, yeah. owls, you got your own, you know, the the owl ring, but we instead have the crisps for Chantel and Hutch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking about uh, Dougie Jones, we see a certain Dougie Jones laying in a comatose hospital bed. Uh, Janie E and Sonny Jim are there with him. Uh, Mullins arrives, and then also the Mitchum brothers turn up with Candy and everyone else. And they're, it's, it's, oh, they're so good. I love them so much. The best flower arrangement of all time, <laughs> and a a platter of finger sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> that flower it's arrangement amazing. has its own ego. <laughs> it's like it's like somebody just ripped out part of the rainforest and stuck it in a basket. Yeah. It's a diorama. I I wasn't even like paying attention to the flower ring. I just it's like what could you How ma- could you not? What were you paying attention to? Because it's I like am- a, it's like a like a uh, an whole ecological system walked into the room. Because I'm, I'm <laughs> It's I'm, basically I'm, its own character. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining what it looks like from outside the hostel room where you see three sort of like um 
old-fashioned dancers walking into a room with this, obviously with like the weird flower arrangement with loads of like food and everything just coming. Well, this guy that could barely talk. Um, he's probably been there like more than once. Let's be honest. Dougie Jones has probably been in there more than once. Everyone knows who he is. Um, they're like the most famous gangsters walking into the hotel room. But I have to say, like the thing that really got me was there's those of hints throughout the season of um or oh, I, I I believe to be references to um the Wizard of Oz. And we saw like you know like uh Garland Briggs, Judy Garland, uh the red shoes which I still believe are a reference to the Wizard of Oz, not just Audrey Horn. Um right. and then there's the sequence where they're all sort of hanging over Dougie. And someone put a picture up of the, the final scene for the Wizard of Oz where um, yeah. And Dorothy. you were there, and you, you were, were there. there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it it's such a cool little um comparison. And I yeah. think that the return is definitely sort of um a look into that sort of deal. Like the first time we see Del Cooper this season, he's in black and white. And then he comes yeah. into the world of of real life again and colour and everything. Technicolour. Exactly. Yeah. Well, instead of instead of there being a witch, a lion, a tin man, and a, and a, a scarecrow, we got two gangsters, three ladies in pink, and the entire Amazon fucking rainforest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> it's the exact same. But yeah, but yeah, I just, I just love the sort of the mystery about that sequence because we're, we're all kind of thinking the same thing, which is, is it coop? Is it coop? Is it coop? Um, and you. Which is kind of sad because even I was re- realizing for myself, I love Ducky Jones, but even I was like, I kind of just, I don't, I just want him to be Coop now. Like, I can, I'm okay with him sort of being evaporated away, which is what seems to happen to all these sort of um, Coop related characters. They keep getting electrocuted away. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. That at the at the point where like right before we found out, you know, yes, who was really inside his head once he woke up, um, before we found that out, I was like, it has to be Coop, it has to be Coop, it has to be Coop. I don't care. I just want to see him. I've waited for fifteen episodes to see him. I just need him here now. And then as soon as he was there, and you know, you saw the looks on his on Janie's face and Sunny Jim, it my heart broke because I was like. The the weight of Dougie not being there anymore was really heavy, like heavier than I anticipated. Yes, and yeah, and I'll I'll bring that up a bit later when we get into that because there sure. was some heavy Dougie emotions involved. Um, oh, I know. But but also they were quite softened by another little hint we saw in this episode. Um, we sort of Janie takes Sunny Jim to the bathroom. Uh, Mullins is alone with Cooper, and he receives a call about FBI agents being in the insurance office. Obviously, we're getting closer and closer, and I, I was I was thinking at this point, will the FBI agents turn up at the hospital, and that's what sets him off? Um, I wasn't quite sure at that point. I don't know about you guys. But let's just go... Uh, yeah. Let's just go straight... Cause I, I want to go straight through this episode, because it's such a blinding, fast-paced episode. Um, I don't know about you guys. Like, It just seems to go straight on and on and on. Even though it's kind of lasts quite a long time at the end of it, like when you look back, but actually when you watch it, it goes quite fast. Um, but let's go back to Hutch and Chantel because we're seeing through their eyes 
and it's kind of like they're watching a Mini Lynch film. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's actually really true. Emily, what did you think about this sequence where um, Hutch and Chantel are looking at Agent Wilson and the other FBI agents trying to get in and then a Polish accountant uh, parks his car? I mean, this whole sequence, it's it's like right on the edge of, of being being like a straight up farce. Yes. But there's still like these <laughs> elements of, of, of darkness in it. Like the FBI thing is definitely like when they're like just sitting around yelling, it's it's a straight joke. But then like when when the Mitchums asked Janie E for, for the key, I was actually really worried because okay. I I love the Mitchum brothers. And there was this like definite fear in me that at least one of them was gonna die. Oh no! I didn't have that. Actually, now... you're not alone. Like I, I thought that too, and I was genuinely scared. That'd be awful. Yeah, I. I and did... wouldn't it be really sad? I. Literally... Like, I'd be genuinely heartbroken. I, I literally didn't even think about that during that sequence. I think I was just so enamored by the ridiculousness of this. The thing about it, though, actually, is that it's so ridiculous that it's kind of truthful. Because I think we've all got in situations where we have arguments with people like, over a parking spot, or um, like you know, like we, pe- people die over stupid things in real life. And the idea that these two incredible killers, like two of the best in the business, who managed to kill like the toughest people in Vegas, ended up shot over a parking space is the most lynchy and beautiful thing I've seen people get really annoyed that these characters get built up and then get dealt with quite easily but I actually loved it I just like the idea that like <laughs> it's just the what, what, what are they dying over nothing well I think that kind of really suits their characters though like as much as I love them which I did, like, so much. I thought they were, like, some of the best parts of this season. Um, I kind of... Part of me is glad that they went up in a blaze of glory over no- nothing. Yes. <laughs> like, like there's no other acceptable way for them to have gone, for me, in my opinion. Like, if, I think if they, if they went, like, in a proper shootout where the stakes were really high, I think it would be more emotional. I'd be sadder. I'd be like, oh, no, like, we've really lost them. But the fact that they've just, like... Their, their, their van ending to a stop against that light post was like sort of like the it was I don't know it was just like the cherry on top of this beautiful layered multi-layered cake of just nonsense that Lynch has built up over the last few episodes with these characters I loved it I thought it was I mean if they're gonna go I'm I'm sad they're gone but if they're gonna go I'm glad they got shot to pieces by some weird angry Russian guy. Was he Russian? I don't know. He had this like, thick accent. Oh, Polish. There we go. Okay, so, yeah, they just, you know, got shot to shit by some random Polish guy. Love it. Well, yeah, I also feel like, I mean, these are two characters who... I, I mean, they had to die in Vegas. Because yeah. those aren't characters who... Like, they can't exist in Twin Peaks. Like, it just... it would it, They don't fit there. They fit in this in this other part of the show, but but they don't fit in the town of Twin Peaks. 
And so I thought it was I thought it was sort of fitting. And I mean, having the Mitchums there watching it was hilarious. <laughs> okay, so when I was watching the sequence, I literally said out loud and then tweeted it straight away. What sort of neighborhood is this? And then literally straight afterwards, uh, I think it was a uh, which brother says it. Jim Belushi says, uh, what neighborhood is this? And I was like, oh my god. We are literally, like, Lynch knows what to expect from us, and it he just delivers it spot on. I mean, I like the idea that it's two gangsters in one of the most rough areas in America are, like, sort of flummoxed by this random violence. Like, their organization has a code twist sort of thing, and it's the idea that this weird, strange thing's going on. It's just odd to them. And then it's the line, um, people are really stressed, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. The dialogue for them is so perfect. Well, for the, oh, actually, the dialogue everywhere is perfect, but just like their characters are just so. so oh, it was. I don't know. Like, I, I can't believe how much I love Jim Belushi in this show. Oh, me like, too. That is not a sentence I ever thought I would utter, but fuck, he's so good at it. He's so funny. And, and he and Robert have amazing chemistry. Like they're, they're whole like weird brothers who live together with these three girls, like dynamic. Yeah. That scene where he was like, um, pouring cereal. It was like ep one or no, I was like way, way back where he's like sat at the breakfast bar at their house. And they're like, He's like pouring cereal or some shit, making breakfast, and it's just mostly silence. And he's just struggling. He can't find milk, and he's just like, he's like fiddling with his spoon and stuff. And it just like seems so natural, just the two of them, just like struggling with a morning. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah, it's like it's just like you said a minute ago, Emily. These sort of Las Vegas characters that can't really take place there. Um, like they they represent sort of this idea of about how people react in modern life. Like we saw Janie E with her big argument about how um, people like those other gangsters are the reason why like, like the world is in such a shit place at the minute. And then we see the same sort of thing with actually these two gangsters who are saying like, oh yeah, people are stressed. Like, of course there's going to be random anger, violence like this. They're sort of weirdly calm about it. Um, even though there's a weird Polish guy shooting people for, for nothing. Um, yeah, like, I, I just like this whole sequence, and what I liked about it the most, actually, is that um, even though he might be gone, uh, the spirit and the luck of Ducky Jones continues to live on, and um, God forbid they attack his house. Okay, that's after that scene, we go back to the hospital, and uh, Mullins hears a noise inside the hospital room start to follow it Emily once you heard that noise what was your head saying well I knew some like mystic shit was about to go down because that is the like <laughs> weird mystic shit noise yeah and then Mike appears to Del Cooper as he starts to wake up what's amazing is as soon as his eyes open you go, oh, that's Coop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, I I, I was I was, 
in- instinctively. I just could tell by the by the way his face was. I was like, that's cute, cute, hundred percent. He's back. Oh my god! And then it didn't hit me fully um, until the bit. Actually, Charlie, you sent me a tweet, and then you tweeted a picture of your face. Yeah, <laughs> I was like okay. I. This is so in tune with how I feel right now. Like, like I knew just from those few tweets, I was like, everyone feels the feels that I feel. <laughs> okay, so at this sequence, like you guys just said, as soon as Carl gets up, um, it's like he his body gets possessed by these characters, and you can tell when he's being possessed by Dale Cooper because his attitude, the way his face is, the eyes, that light of Dale Cooper is in there. And um, Mike says, you're finally up, basically. Um, he says that I'm mentally 100% fine. And it's in that Cooper voice, which is so assured. Um, 100%. I'm, I'm fine. Let's go. Let's do, let's do this. Like, Dougie Jones obviously can't speak that much. Uh, Mr. C is kind of, you know, miserable. Monotonous. Yeah, monotonous, miserable, doesn't really care. There's no life there because he's... Not really, yeah, it's not really alive. But Dale's voice is just so pure, like full of pure energy and sort of goodness. That so bright, yeah, so bright, and you can't help but getting really excited. And then, yeah, it's just like seeing him back. You just, you could, I couldn't help smiling for that whole sequence. And yeah. then he's only been back for what, like a minute. And within that minute, he ends up ripping bits of his own hair out to help create another version of Dougie. And how much did that explain for you guys? Because, like, I felt like I filled in about 2,000 gaps in my story, in my head, for Twin Peaks and all these doppelgangers and all this shit. Like, just him plucking his hair out and handing it over and, and being like, make another one. Yeah. I was like, Oh, (laughs) like confetti fucking exploded out of cannons and shit. Like my brain was like, right. Okay. I've got it now. I'm there. I'm with you. What I, what I liked is it means that, I mean, we had been speculating about this is when, when Coop wakes up, how much will he know? Yes. And the answer apparently is a whole fucking lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yes. and he knows all about. That's the thing I love the most. Is I, I was absolutely certain that when he woke up, he'd be like, "Okay, where am I?" Um, but actually, we get something more special and more beautiful than that, which is the idea that he he, he did live throughout those sequences. He did know uh, Janie. He did know Sonny Jim. It is his son. It is his wife of sorts. And yeah, like his first immediate thought is not like, "Okay, what should we do?" Um, it's, I need to make sure that these two people are okay. So I'm yeah. going to help create another version of Dougie Jones. And yeah, like you said it, Mickey, I sort of answered those questions. And I think, I still think a few people are confused about the differences between a Tolpa and a Doppelganger. Yeah. Um, yeah, Doppelgangers aren't created by seeds. They're the sort of split version of you created in a lodge. Whereas the Tulpas are actually the seeded creatures. Yeah. Made by, like, either Black Lodge entities or... I, I suppose doppelgangers can help create them as well. Um, so, uh, in this episode, we know that one of them, another character, is a Tulpa. We know that Dougie Jones... Dougie, uh, I'm talk, Dougie Jones 
was one of these tulpas um, created in the lodge. Um, so, are we assuming that Dale Cooper created him, or is it Mr. C? Oh, no. I, I still assumed that that Mr. C created him in order to have somebody else who could get pulled back and not him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, um, Janie E. and Sledium arrive, followed by Mullins. They all see Dougie Jones, who is now strangely talkative and seems more chirpier than usual. What was your reactions to seeing uh, Dale Cooper, the one that we know and love, react with these two new characters? I <laughs> I love because I just love the the way that Jenny is just so I mean because it's he's it's a huge departure from the way that Dougie's been these yeah. last this last period of time. But she sort of almost, again, just seems to instantly accept it with very little questioning initially, which I think is just like another wonderful Lynchian thing of like all this weird shit happens, but everyone thinks it's fine and no one calls it out. Yeah, she's thinking about his pecs again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's just like not – I mean, if it was me though, I mean, it could just be me, I, I'd be like – Hold on, who are you? What's happening? I do. I, I agree to an extent, because at first that's what I first thought about Juggy, but when they mentioned in the previous episode that he he has these sort of gaps where he, he is not talkative, but actually he gets better again because he was in a car crash, um, it adds a bit more realism to the idea that um, like he has these like uh, gaps in his life where sometimes he's like, very quiet. Yeah, like episodes. He has episodes, these sort of, like, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Emily? I've always, I, I, I've, I mean, definitely that, you know, he has episodes line from a few episodes back helped clear up some of my apprehension and how people are acting around Dougie. But I also, I don't know, in my head, I sort of had this idea that it was maybe like a some sort of effect of his being this manufactured creature, like sort of like a like a protective aura around him that would stop people from realizing just how weird he was. Oh, so you think it's like the TARDIS and Doctor Who? Where um, yeah. when it lands, people don't question it because it's got that sort of force field around it. Yeah. But it's a, it's a Dougie force field. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I see what you mean there. And, but there's just something so special about seeing the Dale Cooper that we know who's such a loving character, everyone he meets, he tries to help out, react to his own child. It was just so beautiful, and it's that that, that love in his voice. Like, we, we saw in this episode how Mr. C dealt with his child. <laughs> Where he says, goodbye, my son, walks off, and then says <laughs> a smiley face. Uh, and then we see Dale Cooper, and he has that voice, like that sort of loving voice, it's like, come here, sonny Jim. It's like, oh, the first person he wants to see is his son and give him a cuddle and it's just he's on this most dangerous mission but he doesn't care because the people that he cares about the most are what are important to him and yeah there's something magical about that and then obviously he tries to get out of the hospital straight, straight away um yeah and he uses his 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 gift of the gab so to speak to just be like you'll find that the doctor will say that i'm ready to go like yeah <laughs> he has that just like that, that commanding convincing voice of just like because the thing is dale cooper 
as a character to us as an audience is is unstoppable anyway. Yeah. But Dale Cooper with knowledge is completely unstoppable. He's God. He's he's a god, yeah. And so knowing that he's come out of this weird um <clears throat> interdimensional coma, so to speak, and he's he remembers everything, he knows everything, he le- he knows where he's supposed to go, he knows what he's supposed to do. You just know that it's all going to be okay. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And there's something about yeah, like you said about his his voice is so commanding and he knows what he's he wants. This is the guy that studied Tibet, isn't it? It's the guy yeah. who knows everything. He's the guy who and, can throw a rock and find out who killed Laura. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, we all missed him, and we've all been wanting him to come back this whole season. But I don't think any of us realised, like, the depth of how much we missed him until we had him back in full force, commanding people in the room and storming out in his in his suit as he's putting his suit on oh my god i got so excited (laughs) just everything he just like it just it was so overwhelming for me i just got so emotional about it i think we should quickly mention as well because it just popped into my mind again about the hospital there's a sequence early on in the episode where they're talking about the idea of a coma and it's like they just subtly drop in the line oh yeah I, i apparently you can stay in a coma for years I was like, oh, oh, I don't want to think about it yet. Okay. Mm, but yeah. straight away, I was like, okay, that sort of confirms things for me. Bit uh, of a seed plant. Seed plant, rip your hair out. Um, <laughs> like you mentioned, Mickey, Cooper puts his suit on. The after- oh! <laughs> I'm getting emotional again! <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he knows that, he knows that Gordon's going to call for him. Yes, he's like, oh. a note written already. Um, oh. Which I hope is just, you open it, it's just a smiley face. This is all. <laughs> um, but it's emoji smiley face. Of course it is. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Cooper asked to borrow Mullen's handgun, who just gives it straight to him straight away, even though Dougie can't even walk into a door properly. <laughs> he decides to give him his secret uh, gun. Um, like, sure, Dougie, here, here you go. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then we start hearing the Twin Peaks thing. Oh! <laughs> and the spine tingles, they are a tingling. Ah, oh, they tingled! Like, I, I just, I was crying. Yeah, I, full, <laughs> full blown tears. I wasn't crying yet, but it was kind of like a build up, so my, the spine was starting to tingle right now. And then he asked to ring up the Silver Mustang Casino, and he wants to speak to the Mitchum brothers. He rings them up, they, again, straight away, they're, they're fine with him talking. And offering, yeah. offering for a jet. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, yep, fill the jet up. We're going on a hot, we're going on a trip to Washington. And then my brain was like, okay, okay, Charlie, calm down. It's fine. Cooper's back. By the yeah. way, further further proof of my life motto, which is always make friends with mobsters. Yes. Yep. <laughs> You're so right. Do you know what? I laughed at you at first. I thought that was the one of the worst bits of advice <laughs> I'd ever heard. And do you know what? Every week, week by week, it's just been proven to be correct. And I'm genuinely going to just start implementing that into my life. <laughs> but you have to make sure they have hearts of gold, right? <clears throat> I mean, don't all gangsters have hearts of gold deep no. down? No. No? No. Oh, shit. This is new information. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, as the... New information for me. Okay. Maybe not such good advice, Emily. No. If, if they've got hearts of gold and a sweet jet, you know. 
A sweet jet. <laughs> okay. I'd be okay with monsters without a crappy jet, too, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> You're not bothered, as long as it gets to that. Um, at this point in the episode, Cooper is back. They mentioned they're going to Washington, so we know that he's going to Twin Peaks immediately. Um, he's got the suit on. Say it, Charlie! Say the line! I'm waiting for you to say the line! <laughs> and at this point, I was like, okay, the spine, like, I got, I got the tingles, it's fine, it's fine. We see Mullen say, what about the FBI? Coop turns and says, I am the FBI. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! That's lying! Oh, and you know what? On any other show, on any other thing, like, fuck a line that is that on the nose and cheesy, but oh my god, I loved it so much. It's perfect. It made me so happy. I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Literally, as soon as he said, "I am the FBI," the tears basically like splattered out my eyes. It was. <laughs> it was just so. I was like, "Oh my god, he's back!" Oh my god, he is the FBI. He is. I was like, "Yeah, he's you're right. right. You're right." <laughs> No, it, honestly, like, the I am the FBI line, he could have, like, slowly taken off a pair of sunglasses and we could have heard, yeah, in the background. Like, it was, like, it's, like that moment. It's, like, that level of cheesy. But to us, like, it was just so perfect. Yeah, like, it's like a mixture of what you both just said. Like, it is cheesy, but at the same time, it's not a lie. He is the FBI. We like. He is the FBI. We know he is. he's the guy to deal with this. The- yeah, he's the only representation of the FBI that I ever want to see on screen, ever. And, oh my god, I just, I just, I'm so intrigued to know what that message he's left to Gordon is. Well, if it's just a thumbs up. <laughs> he knew the message. Let's go, Albert. Um, I, and yeah, I just can't believe that whole sequence of the FBI thing and like he goes in the car. What if it's just coordinates? It could be. I mean, it's a good idea, but I, I think it's more likely, like, Hey, Hi, babe. how you doing? You might Haven't see me in, in Twin Peaks. Don't shoot me. I'm not the one <laughs> who did the bad stuff. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah. Um, the secret yeah. signal is a thumbs up. It has to well, be. Well, that has added to the be. fact that they they look completely different. different. <laughs> both well, in the fact that their hair and one of them has wait. black eyes. No, and... you wait. You wait. You wait, Mr. C's gonna take t- cut his hair and put a suit on. No, you wait. No, he is. He he is, and I have and proof in of contacts? this. I have proof of this. So, well, I don't, but I have a theory. Um, <laughs> you also gonna put it in context because his eyes are all black. Yes, but no. in the in the trailer, in the, the original trailer we had for Twin Peaks: uh, The Return, which is the only trailer we had, and we thought, okay, well, David Lynch is not gonna spoil much. Literally, most of the scenes are from the finale. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm joking, go back. Most of the scenes are actually from the finale. There's a scene where we see Cooper driving a car. Cooper walking through that... The, the, Cooper's walking through this black room, but if you lighten up the scene, it's actually the convenience store room. Um, and okay, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear anything else. <laughs> so, oh, Charlie. You need no, to take I your don't... bloody Sherlock hat off. Take it off. This is a theory, but, okay? Put I don't, I don't, but I don't remember the trailer, and I except for that one shot of of Ed, and I don't want to hear anything else because I'm watching the episode in in a, like a day and a couple of hours, and I don't want to hear <laughs> Quick, anything. Do else. the math. Do the math. Do the math. <laughs> I, 
I heard, I could almost hear the cogs in your brain being like, is it 24 hours? Is it 26? <laughs> I, oh, part of the, I, like, I didn't know what time it was right now and I couldn't remember <laughs> what time the show starts because I'm, I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning to do the 18 hour marathon. Oh, bless you. Are you going to be as tired as us by the time you watch the finale? It's not going to be. At some point during the day, I'm going to fall asleep. You reckon? About hour 17. And you fall asleep throughout the whole finale. (laughs) Honestly, I'm going to go to sleep during the day tomorrow and then get up to watch the finale and then go straight to work because I get a 20 past 6 train. Well, it's at 1 a.m. Pat him? It's at 1 a.m. tomorrow, so we get a bit. Yeah, but it goes for two hours. Oh, yeah, good point. So then it'll be three. Oh, those cheeky I mean, gifts. what's the point of me falling asleep again? I will never wake up from my alarm and get on that 620 train <laughs> to work. I won't. I won't do it. It's not going to happen. I've got to stay awake. If you do miss it, though, that's a good excuse. It's absolutely not. <laughs> it's definitely not. Uh, I'm very much needed at my place of work. Uh, I will be severely uh, reprimanded. <laughs> <laughs> you should so happy while saying that as well. <laughs> oh what a good excuse um, but yeah uh, we see Cooper leave uh, the Jer- <coughs> with the Jones family he's very reassuring t- tells his wife who's literally seen him cart- get into the door of a car um, demand to drive it <laughs> she's like okay yeah, cool <laughs> um, the FBI arrives at the hospital just late because they're oh, just behind him Just they're just awful um and we head straight back to the rest of the FBI, and Diane is smoking at the hotel bar. And I'm not singing a Human League song. Um, she receives the text sent by Cooper's doppelganger. <laughs> that one hit me slowly. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, that's okay. Uh, we see her get the text by Cooper's doppelganger of smiley face all, um, and then she starts panicking and says that she remembers. Um, and rep- replies with a series of numbers, checks her, ha- her bag for a gun, and starts walking away. Uh, and that cool little David Lynch remix, <laughs> that song which oh. played when Mr. C came, starts playing. It was so cool! What were your thoughts when you, you heard her, Diane say she, that she remembers? Well, doesn't she first say, oh, Coop? Yes. Oh, yeah, she does, yeah, she, yeah. yeah. She, she, she sort of like, she almost, because she's awake... But she almost wakes up within being awake. Yes. Just the way she reacts. Like, you can see uh, there's a there's a distinct change in the way that Laura Dern moves her face. And then she says, oh, Coop, like, really panicked. And then types the reply and then puts the phone down and she's like, I remember. And then she starts shaking, looking for a gun. Like, that whole thing was just like, oh. I, in, immediately I was like, oh, she's either been like, completely um like brainwashed this entire time and has yeah. just come out or she's a, a tulpa or a, a like a doppelganger those were my two immediate thoughts in my head i was like that that's not diane or it hasn't been diane until right now yeah that's what my immediate thought was as well like the brainwash scenario where yeah she just realized what she's been doing and that's why she yeah. says old oh, coop emily what were your thoughts when you first saw that sequence with diane um, I thought it was like a um I, I thought seeing seeing that that text was like a um like a hypnotic trigger. Like a trigger, yeah. 
Um, and then when I saw the gun, my immediate thought was it was a trigger to get her to kill Gordon. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Like part of the brainwashing is that he's forcing her to kill them. Um, I think it was though. Still, yeah. uh, but, but, but oh the, yeah, but yeah. the Diane, the real Diane, which is why it was like really interesting to watch her later when she's in the room, keep looking at the phone almost like she didn't want to keep looking at the phone. Yeah. Like the trigger was calling her to do the thing that she's been programmed in her head to do, but she doesn't want to. She keeps looking at the phone, putting it down, taking a deep breath, and continuing to tell, uh, just continuing to tell her story. Yeah, I think that's what's most important about the Tolpers is that, like, the doppelgangers have free will basically, um, and the Tolpers actually, they have a purpose. They're manufactured for a purpose. So but they're also manufactured with part, but like with part of the original. Yes. So they're manufactured using part of what all the good bits of that original person as well. Absolutely, yeah, and that's. Whereas doppelganger is purely the horrible part. Yeah, good point as well because you have to make it as realistic as possible, I guess. Um, yeah. And then uh, she goes in, reveals. To herself, to Gordon, Albert, and Tammy, and tells them about the night that uh, Mr. Seaford is there. Now, this sequence made me really uncomfortable. Um, it's horrible. For obvious reasons. I guess we've mentioned this before, like the treatment of women and Lynch, you know, properties is always a bit iffy in some cases. And I guess with Diane, this character that we've known for so long, it's like another, like another character that has been abused in this way and it sucks because she's such a strong character that we've seen so far. Like she's really tough and sort of um, like you can always you could we we guess this sort of thing for the time that she met Mister C in that uh, prison, but it's the way that Laura Dern's performance in this sequence is just so devastating. Exceptional. It was an exceptional performance. Yeah, with with the handshaking and the repeating, like she when she repeats it. Yeah. Like she finally gets to say the truth. Like she's had to hide it for so long. And um And she says it like she means it. Like it's it like those words come out uh, to me watching it pure truth. Yeah, and Oh yeah, and that that line about how how when he, he realized that she knew something was wrong, he smiled. Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes oh. me feel sick. Yeah. Yeah. And also when she was talking about how um, he leant in and kissed her and she just sort of absentmindedly like off to not even part of what she was like talking about. She was like, that had happened once, once before, like almost as like a throwaway comment, like, like it, the kissing was almost was welcome, like, because she, there's something there between them. Like, and that's what makes the next part so devastating is that she went into that whole situation, you know, having genuinely missed him and sort of wanting to kiss him. And I don't know, it was just like really, oh, it's really, really horrible. And she mentions about his face not being his face. Yeah. And it's like, does she mean that she understands that this isn't the Dale that she knew? Or does she physically mean that she saw Bob? Yeah. Or um, um, like that thing with the jumping man last week. And Sarah's face. Oh god, that'd be even, that'd be even worse. Wouldn't it be worse? Yeah, it'd be so much worse. Taking your face off is no way to, you know, like treat a lady. Not, yeah, don't scare 
try not to scare them. You like take, don't take your face off. Um, but yeah, like this whole sequence was just so devastating. And then, like, it's not not only does he do the worst thing possible to Diane, this character that we all heard about and loved, and abuse that relationship that Cooper had with her. Um, he then takes her to the convenience store, and um, oh. and then starts to clear. This is the bit that intrigued me the most because I didn't really pick it up the first time in the episode. It was only when I saw it later on Twitter, it started to hit me really. Uh, she starts saying that I'm in the sheriff station. Yeah, 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 yeah. So is she NATO? Mate, I don't know, but I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Emily? Um, I mean, I that line, I was immediately intrigued by, but was also utterly confused. Yeah, because I couldn't work out what she said at first. I, me and Louis, my brother, rewound it two or three times because we were like, what did she say? Did she say, go to the sheriff's office or like, I've been to the sheriff's office or like, I'm in the sheriff. Like, what well, we couldn't work it out. And then we settled on, I'm in the sheriff's office or sheriff's department or whatever. But it, even then I was still like, but what does that mean? Who like, who, like it's almost just as confusing. I don't know if she's NATO, but she keeps saying that she's there. I, I just, Oh, it's so, I think there's both like, yeah. there's cool elements and sort of troubling elements about this as well. Like obviously NATO is an Asian actress. And if she turns out to be Diane, it's like, Okay, so this Asian woman's actually Laura Dern all along. It's a bit just reminds. But we've we've seen the the clothes that Diane's been in. I, I know. Have but... often have often been these these Asian styled things. Um, I mean, yeah, shit, you're not wrong. I mean, and that's true as well. But isn't that also kind of like, you know, the other what, what happened to the other Asian character in Twin Peaks? She's on her hands and knees screaming. Not, uh, I mean, the doorknob. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah. Are you talking I about mean, that cute little Asian girl who was in the in the Bang Bang Bar? Well, I was gonna say that she's okay, but actually, she's also being treated douchey by yeah. uh, people in Twin Peaks. I, I, yeah, you know, I think it's cool, but I, I still think there's also those, you know, like troubling elements. I was well, I mean, to... it's not oh, as bad as 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 the um, Catherine's disguise. In, it, in it, back in season two, oh. <laughs> it's not. But it, it's kind of the same, but with a spiritual level. Oh. If we see like an Asian lady transform into <laughs> Laura Dern, oh. it's kind yeah. of like dodgy makeup. What it would have been cool is if she ripped that white wig off and revealed long black hair or something. Oh wow. That's a really psychic thing, but I'm actually amazed. I'm just thinking about all the different styles of Diane we can see. I love that. Yeah. Like, bit, one of those like books where you can dress up Diane. Give her like a... <laughs> Mr. C. Hair. I love how every time I come on this podcast, you're just progressively more and more creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. It's like you reveal something every podcast, just subtly. Just, you know, oh, it didn't surprise me when she ripped his neck out or when she took her face off or I want to play with dolls. Like, every episode, you say something that makes me go, oh, okay. <laughs> so in my head, that was like sort of childhood memories of those cool little uh, books you can get where, like, dress up with Darth Vader and stuff. And then you had to make it into this creepy little 
Like, I just want to... Yeah, but you I, didn't say Darth Vader, did you? I said Diane. Oh, yeah, she's a woman. <laughs> uh, uh, boo-hoo. <laughs> like, what? Like, she has cool clothes. Sure, I'd like to paint her nails. It'd be awesome. Um... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, Diane's awesome. She's great. No, that, that, this, this whole bit was... Then she blows was, up. Um, Next scene. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then obviously um, we get the uh, the sequence where she starts panicking and shaking even more. Uh, Albert and Tammy react in time and start shooting her before she abruptly disappears. And you, you realise that actually she was a topper all along. No blood, no bullet holes. So, Mickey, Emily, how does it feel to know that even though for 25 years, like, we never saw Diane, then in episode three, we found Diane for the first time. How, do you, how does it feel knowing that we actually have never seen Diane? I mean, you gotta hand it to David Lynch and just, like, committing to being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that. I say that in a really loving way because, like, I was actually really sort of apprehensive about the idea of meeting Diane because Diane has always been this character who was just talked about. And so I, I, I think it's brilliant that we never actually met her. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think um, when they released the cast list, um, before the series aired, I think they released the list of cast like last year or something, didn't they? It was like ages ago. Me and my brother were looking through the list and he said to me, he was like, the only person on this list, if there was ever to be a Diane, would be Laura Dern. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's such a cool thought. Yeah, that would be awesome. So like we were super ecstatic when it turned out that his, you know, he called it and it was Laura Dern. But like, yeah, definitely over over the series, I've loved her as a character. I think she's the coolest thing ever. And then, yeah, having her not be Diane this whole time is almost just as cool, if not more cool. Yeah, I think the thing that popped into my head the first time when I, re- I was like, hang on a second, does this mean that we technically have never met Diane? And then the first thing that popped into my head was that meme of, uh, you've been lynched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I love you, David Lynch. Mark Frost and David Lynch always managed to surprise me in the best ways possible. Um, what if Nido turns into a, a tape recorder? <laughs> <laughs> voiced, by, <laughs> voiced by Laura Dern. That'd be great. Maybe that's why she hasn't got any eyes. She's only got, like, ears and a mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she that's, like, that's, like, taking the joke too far. Maybe. Just, just, just possibly. <laughs> um, so, Diane then appears in the Red Room, which is just amazing, seeing Laura Dern in... Like, it's probably one of my favourite <gasps> shots. Sorry, I just had a thought. What if, you know how Nido has that weird, like, croaky monkey voice? What if that, like, what if you, if you imagine that, that sort of sounds like how voices sound on the other end of a receiver when you're not listening to a phone conversation? Oh, yeah, like, they all, they all sound like the teachers from Charlie Brown. Yeah, like, (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that'd be really cool that we don't even, like, like, we only know Diane as, like, somebody that Coop talks to. We don't even know her voice. Like, we don't even know. We just, we, we she's so, like, three degrees away from us. Well, so that, like, we don't even. She, she appears, but it's literally off, like, off the camera. And it's just complicated. Yeah, exactly. Going, hey, Diane, are you okay now? 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really fucking day. cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. That <laughs> just came to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we see Diane in the red room, and it's one of the best shots, I think, of this season, because her outfit is incredible. And the contrast against the, the red room is just amazing. Then yeah. Mike, Mike appears and says, you have been manufactured again. Um, and then she tells him to fuck off. <laughs> I, the fa- like, I love I that know. they made her last line, fuck you. It's, it's, like, it had to be. Like, just Mike's reaction as well. Like, he, he, he takes it on the chin. Like, he's like, okay, I get you. You're about to die. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. Um, yeah. And then, her, yeah, her, her face breaks open. Black smoke comes out, and a seed appears again, which makes me feel like I'll be going to see. So this is the thing that I'm. I'm not. Like, is Diane in the sheriff station, like completely, or is it her spirit, like her essence? Because um, I was like, what are they going to do with this other seed? Because the idea that there's another seed out there is too interesting to me. Like I was like, are we yeah. going to see like another Richard Horn created? Are we going to see? Another body for Bob. Like I'm, I'm just intrigued that there's another seed out there. I suppose. Um, and then we see uh, go straight to Cooper bringing Janie E and Sleep Jim to the casino, and the Mitchums take notice of his weird behaviour. Um, he tells Sleep Jim and uh, Janie E that he has to leave, and it's so heartbreaking seeing his family, like telling him his family that he's always wanted that he has to go, and he knows that he's never going to go back to them. But Dougie will go back to them at some point. Um, yeah. Janie E realizes that he's not Dougie, and for some reason says it out loud. So Sonny Jim goes crazy, which I was like, bad parenting. Um, sorry, Janie E, but like, don't freak your son out. Okay, but she's in a little bit of shock there. So, yeah, I yeah. think you can forgive her for that, Charlie. Stop being so horrible. I'm not being horrible. I'm just saying, <laughs> Sonny Jim is a young boy. He doesn't need to know that his daddy is an uh, agent. From the FBI that went missing. Okay, years. have you ever have you ever found out that your husband is not actually your husband, just some dude who looks exactly like him and has all his memories? Actually, yeah. I have. So well, before <laughs> you start going on about that, okay, stop throwing stones in glass windows. Um, and what? Ducky's here right now. You ever heard oh, that wait, no, no, that 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 classic expression. Stop throwing stones at glass windows. <laughs> Wait, did I say that? Okay, it's nearly 11 o'clock. So. Oh, Do you know what? I'm gonna just be silent for the rest of the episode. Go ahead, Emily. Okay, I love how every week we just bully Charlie. <laughs> just bully Charlie I'm not having this. I'm leaving. Okay, bye! Okay, bye, <laughs> Okay, so. Then. then then we're in the back of the limo, and uh, God damn it, I love the Mitchum brothers. They're so <laughs> so great in the scene. I love the fact that they stop the conversation dead until Brad gets his Bloody Mary. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we have Rodney counting through all the different ways that this situation is super weird. That Dougie is an FBI agent. That normally, of course, they would not be friends with FBI agents. And then we get this great line of Coop that that he knows that these two have hearts of gold. <laughs> Which 
so it's so adorable. Also, they were totally gonna murder him, like yeah. four episodes ago. <laughs> it's so cute. It's such a Cooper thing to say. It, it, it was adorable. It's like every single thing that Coop said in that episode was like, oh, that's Coop. Oh, here he is. He's back. Oh, here he goes. It was like fan service. It was amazing. Charlie, what did you think? Oh, you want my input, do you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really dug it. Like, I like the idea that he's just sitting in this car and he's still like focusing on the coffee. Um, and he's kind of like, yeah, no, 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 it's fine. Like, you'll be fine. Like, the FBI types, they'll, they'll be okay if you um, get me in a jet, please. <laughs> I need to go and stop this guy from killing everyone. So, hop on it. Like he doesn't. And, and then it's the bit where Candy is just so happy about the idea that he said that they have hearts of gold, and yeah. she's like, they do, they really do. Oh, they do. <laughs> They're nothing but really fucking horrible to her all the time. <laughs> Well, they took her in, you know. They're, they're, she hit him <laughs> with a remote. I think they were even. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that sort of sequence because, um, yeah, I, I just, I like seeing Coop back and I, I, I kept thinking throughout the episode, even though we saw him back, that was the key moment. Like, we won't see Coop fully in that mode until he's in Twin Peaks. But actually, I was intrigued as well. Like, are we going to see a lot of the Mitchum brothers in Twin Peaks? Or are they just going to take him there? I think they're just going to drop him off, right? At that weird um, airport where Audrey said goodbye to... Uh... Billy Zang. But, I mean, I guess the key thing that I was thinking about, like, you know, they can take him straight to the sheriff's office because I'm interested, like Emily said earlier, um, are we going to see these characters from Las Vegas in Twin Peaks? I don't know. I've got a feeling that Lynch isn't going to let them off the plane. You think they're going to die? No, oh. just, I just don't think they're going to get off the plane. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I think he's going to leave them in Spokane. Um, yeah. It just, it, I, I think Twin Peaks is just going to be Twin Peaks. Yeah. So we'll get, we'll get, um, we'll get Gordon and Albert because they've been to Twin Peaks before and we'll have the new characters who are Twin Peaks characters. Yeah, but like I, Tammy. I yeah. Or, or you know, we'll we'll continue to see the the, the characters who've who've already been there, but I, I don't I don't think we'll see anybody, especially not the Las Vegas people enter Twin Peaks. No, no, I agree. But I tell you what, I want to see how this glove comes into play. I want to see uh, all these characters that we've been given updates on. Like, like I want to see the fucking gold shovels being used as weapons. <laughs> like I want I want so much like beautifully tied loose ends please I'm not going to get them but I, I, I'm, I'm allowed to want them Lynch and Frost do a really good job at sort of tying up stuff even though it's only two hours I think they've got a good time limit because if you think about it Fire Walk With Me is about two hours long right yeah so they've got that that sort of amount of time to sort of try and oh yes Famously, all of the loose ends tied up in Firewalk with me. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, to where be you fair, going with that, Charlie? To be fair, Lynch was going to make more films originally before they decided not to. So, <laughs> so don't, <laughs> don't throw... Emily cacking herself in the background, just like... <laughs> don't throw the Firewalk with me digs my way, okay? Um, but, you know... Look, I, I love Firewalk with me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I wouldn't hold it up as an example of... Loose end tying. 
they solved Laura's <laughs> ending. It was the perfect ending to Twin Peaks if we weren't going to get another one. She went to heaven. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. And of course Coop, it was. And Coop was still stuck there holding her shoulder like, this is okay. You know, so... I'm talking about the time yeah. limit. You know, you know what I mean. Loose ends tied. Okay, cool. Let's move on. Oh, God. <laughs> Why am I doing this podcast? Uh, anyway, we move on to the roadhouse where Audrey and Charlie finally get there. Thank fuck. Um, really? Finally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> MC. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> we're introduced to uh, Eddie Vedder first. Oh. Uh, no, but they used his full name. They did. They didn't say any better. Edward Lewis Stevenson. Honestly, I was like, who? And then my brother was like, oh, it's fucking Eddie Vedder. Oh, no, it's going to be Eddie Vedder. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then the, the camera pan around and it was Eddie Vedder. And he was like, oh, sick. Oh, this is sick. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> chill out. It's Eddie Vedder. <laughs> that's kind of what I was like. That's, that's what Emily was like when she heard Audrey's dance. So, oh, sick! It's Audrey's dance, <laughs> right, Emily? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I sound. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My brother genuinely sounds like that, though. He has way more of an Australian accent than me. You got to record it for the finale, just like snippets. Oh, we'll play it. Yeah, and I'll just play it on this podcast next week, as end. much as you play James's weird siren song. Uh, by the way, uh, our editor Patrick mentioned that the more you mention it, the more he puts it in. Oh, sweet Jesus! So that, that's one. Play. Which is hilarious because he also hates it. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts you more than it hurts me, Patrick. I <laughs> will have to listen to it back. <laughs> sure, you do. You listen to episodes with us, isn't it? Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll just end the podcast. Uh, the MC introduces Audrey's dance, and I, my mind was blown. So I was kind of just like sweeping up the bits of my brain that blew off earlier in the episode, put it back in my head, and it blew up again when they played Audrey's dance. Uh, oh yeah, because like as soon as they as soon as they walk in to the roadhouse, my immediate thought was, oh, like she actually is existing in the real world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then turns no. out no plot twist. Plot twist! <laughs> like, I, I mean, the amount to which my heart sank when he introduced Audrey's dance. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, because that, that more than anything, was the first sign of this isn't real. She's not there. Yeah, it, calling it Audrey's dance, like, to an extent, like, she's this rich girl who lives in this town. People know who she is, so. If you're gonna push it that far out, you can possibly go, okay, yeah, 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 I get it. Like maybe they they do have this thing called Audrey's dance, but she, we know she she did she did keep doing it in, like diners and stuff like randomly. Um, but like it's the bit where all the crowd move off into the out shot. That's the creepiest part. Um, yeah. And you're like, okay, this is definitely. And then about the coma line earlier, I was like, she's such. She's so in the coma. Um, you called it. I did. It's this devastating thing because this torn between, oh my god, I get to see Audrey dance again, and the implications of it. <laughs> the implications. 
<laughs> Did you guys watch Sunny? Sorry, that's like a that's a it's always Sunny in Philadelphia thing. The oh, oh God! Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Just makes me laugh. I can't even say that word anymore. Sorry. <laughs> well, we see Sharon and Penn just make her dance skills have not like disappeared. They're still amazing. No. Um, Girl got rhythm. I could watch that for an hour. Like I it's, honestly, it's perfect. And and then a fight starts breaking out. She runs to Charlie, who we mentioned before is like this or maybe either in her in her head or something like is protecting her. It tells her to get her out. And then um we find herself in this weird white room looking at a mirror. And she hasn't got any makeup on and she's seeing herself for the first time or it might be a long time. Emily Emily, Emily. <laughs> and there's and there's the electricity sounds in the background which suggests that and... it is actually well I'm assuming like I wasn't entirely sure but the idea that he, when Bob was in charge of um, like, he, like, he was possessing people like not doppelganger but possessing people and he was in control it seemed like he, he dealt with the like he literally just like straight murdered the people he raped but with people like Audrey and uh, Diane uh because Mr. C is kind of in charge as well. It seems like he's dealing with them in a different way, which is taking them to like, the Black Lodge. I'm assuming he might have taken her to the convenience store. When I was watching it this time, do you think that her... Is her finally coming to, even if she is coming to not knowing where she is and trapped somewhere, is that, is that because Mr. C and Coop are both getting closer to Twin Peaks? That could be, yeah. That might possibly be the reason for that. Um, it's definitely something to do with the mechanics of the lodge, which I'm still trying to figure out completely. Um, Did you guys notice that when she was dancing, she was wearing the green ring? Uh, yes. I, I'm not even certain if it is the green ring. Like, the first time I watched it, I was certain it was. But um, yeah. it does look like the owl ring. Yeah, I paused it a few times, or tried to pause it with a clear enough view. The thing is... She was moving his, her arms around was, a, yeah, uh, uh, quite a lot. <laughs> so it was really to... hard to pause it. But um, from what I could tell, from what I could see, it's it looks very much like it. And even if it's not, it's definitely a choice that somebody's the costume designer's made or David Lynch has made to put on her for some reason. Because nobody just puts on a ring that looks so closely like the owl ring for no reason and I think what's important as well is that we know that the last person to have the owl ring in Twin Peaks was uh, Annie yeah who then had it stolen on her by a nurse in the hospital the same hospital that uh, Audrey was in at the same time so is that connected like we know that Mr. C was in the hospital at the same time as well true 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 Yes, I believe that is a distinct connection. So is that connected? I don't know. Maybe. It, it seems that way, at least. Um, and then the coolest part of the episode is that... And the thing I, I think that sums up Twin Peaks of Return in general, that David Lynch is showing us something from the past that gives it a new twist and makes it even cooler. Yeah. Which is that we hear the Audrey's dance play backwards. Oh, it's so cool. And it's so creepy, right? Yes, it's awesome. What do you think, Emily? <laughs> I just, I'm so, I need her to be okay. I need Coop to ride in and rescue her, because it's Audrey. And I want, I want to see 
Audrey, like Audrey, Audrey, not Audrey who's who's trapped God knows where having having I mean, God only knows what's played out in her head and what's been actually happening to her, but she it's Special Agent Cooper. He's gotta ride in and save the day again, and that involves saving Audrey again. Definitely. That's what he does. Well, the last scene of the return is just all the horns in their room. Uh, ben sitting there with Audrey, and Jerry's there, <laughs> just talking about where they've been. It's like, where have you been? Oh yeah, I was in a weird room. Uh, I was in the forest, <laughs> and they're just eating sandwiches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the weird ringing's gone. Um, do you reckon that that's Audrey, the ringing in the horn house? Maybe? In what context? What do you mean, though? Because I'd... I don't know. Isn't it more likely to be, um... Nah. It's gone. <laughs> well, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I really do think that, um... It quite possibly might be Audrey, because we mentioned before, um... The secrets where... Like, things... Major things that happen to characters in Twin Peaks, they seem to forget about... And one of the biggest things that reminds me of is both uh, Annie. Like they don't, have, like they know about the character, but like they don't really mention more about her, even though she's really important. And also Audrey, in terms of Ben Horn. Like he, he, he's barely mentioned Audrey. It's like Emily, I think we mentioned a few weeks ago, like when uh, when Richard killed the child, and you were like, uh, maybe mention your daughter. <laughs> like, is there a reason why he's not thinking about Audrey? Yeah. If she's been in a coma for 27 years, I mean, maybe you wouldn't mention her much. But still, you would mention in the context of what happened there, wouldn't you? Oh, I feel bad. Well, I don't know, because, because I mean, all right, I, I thought it was weird when I was thinking maybe she was still, like, a presence in Twin Peaks because yeah. they'd be like, "What well, you, you think they should at least mention to her?" But you know, she's been in a coma all this time. She was she never met her son, even that he's been raised. Thank God you. only knows how by the horns. But I don't know. I mean, I do. I do think the whole people have forgotten major events thing or major people is something important and not just lack of continuity I just I don't I don't quite know if I can say that the the not talking about Audrey is part of that yeah yeah that's fair enough um I think that's basically all we've got time for that sort of segment of the episode but as we know um tomorrow is the finale of Twin Peaks The Return I know and insert sad noise um like <laughs> it, it feels weird to say that Twin Peaks is ending again I don't want it to happen I just want it to keep going on forever and even if we do have a season 4 like this is the time we should relish because we've got two hours of pure Lynch Frost Twin Peaks goodness we've got uh, Del Cooper returning to Twin Peaks Gordon Cole returning to Shelley Mr. C <laughs> doing god knows what in Twin Peaks and it's all coming together Mickey what are your top five predictions for the season free finale of Twin Peaks uh the glove is gonna knock Mr. C's head off <laughs> okay someone's gonna use a gold shovel as a weapon okay Coop's gonna save Audrey okay Coop and Gordon and Albert the three of them reuniting is gonna make make us cry especially Charlie yeah 
And we're going to see Andy and Lucy's son again. Ooh, yes. That's a good idea. Emily, what's your five predictions for the season three finale? I'm going to cry a lot. Okay. Yeah. Coop's going to save Audrey. We are going to get some really sad news about Sheriff Truman. Don't even. Oh, how dare you. Okay, but I've got... I, I agree, and I... Yeah, go on. What a... Two, two more. We are going to hear Coop mention Annie. Ooh. And... Somebody we love is going to die on screen, but I don't no. know yet. No! Okay. Um, my five predictions. Go for so, it. So, I think that Harry's going to see Dale Cooper, and when he does... He's either going to recover or die and say goodbye. Um, I think, again, I agree with Emily. We're going to hear uh, Annie be mentioned. I'd like the line House Annie to be referenced at some point. That would be amazing, right? Yeah, it would be amazing. I, I, I just think it would be awesome just to hear him say that. I think that yeah. Mr. C will be wearing a copy of Dale's outfit. Definitely. He'll be tricking some people. What else could we see? I think there might be hint for another season. Oh yeah. I yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna go with that. There might be hint for another season, and I just I'd like to see some. I'd like to see if there isn't another season. Like I'd like to see Laura with her parents again. Yeah. Oh my god! What if season three ends with uh, shit? Uh, oh my god. Oh my god, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> see, that's my actual like voice coming through. Um, what if the season three ends with like everyone like everything's good again, and then like there's a knock at the door, and it's like Laura's other cousin. It's like a redheaded Cheryl Lee. <laughs> like, she's Shit. smiling. It's like, hey, it's like, oh god, it's me. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think um, also they might go back into the uh, Black Lodge that we know. Yes, that'd be a good idea. I think it's yeah. more, what, what if um, here's an, a, bon- a bonus section. We mentioned, um, I just remember what I wanted to say. We mentioned the other seed. What if they make Laura again? Shit, have they got any more of her like DNA? I'm sure there's like bits somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure there's bits. Hey, so we haven't talked about what we reckon is going to happen with Sarah yet. Um, the reason why is because I, God knows, um, I reckon that she might be connected to obviously the the mother thing the babylon um, yeah there's no way that lynch has planted this neck eater inside her and it isn't gonna let that loose at some point tomorrow we gotta see her meet we gotta see her meet mr c yeah <clears throat> what if they fought each other what if they were enemies what if they slept together hey what um charlie what come on oh, They're demons. Um, so, okay either okay one of two things is gonna happen and I know which one I'm hoping for, but Go. either Bobby's gonna die, Aww, or 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 he survives, and he and Shanae get back together. Oh, oh no, but did you just say Bobby's gonna die? Either Bobby's going to die, why or he survives, and yeah, why would he you and Shanae get back together. Oh, it's gonna shit. be one of the two. It's Emily, either gonna be horribly Emily. sad. Emily. Or amazing, 
Oh, I didn't say I wanted him to die. Oh, Emily, you know, saying it out loud just made it real. How dare you? What if Bobby's about to die and then James jumps in front no! of him? No! Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, we didn't even hear what I just said. I don't even care. I don't want to hear it, Charlie. Oh, just that means keep Bobby I and don't we don't die. have to ever hear from James again. I'm totally for that. Okay, like, okay. Can James die? That's literally my thing, but you interrupted, so how are you... I interrupted to... you because I was so offended by the thought of Bobby Bobby's dying. Bobby's about to die. James no! jumps, jumps in front of the bullet. He dies instead. They have, they have a funeral, and on the gravestone it goes, here lies... Um, here lies, <laughs> oh. I'm laughing. Here lies Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> okay, here lies Jimmy. Um, he will be missed by, and it just says dot dot dot. His guitar? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like even that's not like a certain. Um, and then the only person there at the grave is Donna, who's smoking, obviously. Um, I want to watch Coop drink coffee. From the double R. Yes. I want to. I want to see him eat pie. Oh, I want to see oh, yes. all the characters see him again for the first time. I want to see him. I want to see his eyes light up when he sees the Douglas furs. I want to watch him whittle something again. <laughs> I want to see him pee in the forest. I don't want to see that, Charlie. You're such a pervert. Why is this happening? You're so creepy. What do you do this for? Fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I want? I'm going to look heart. so bad in this edit. Please, Patrick. No, you're not. You're gorgeous. Everybody listening, Charlie's gorgeous. He's fine. He's not a pervert and he's not creepy. See, now I can't make my other joke because it is kind of pervy. But, you know. Well, I, maybe think about it. Well, I just want to hear Mr. C say he's creepy chap lines again. Because we've only got one so far. Oh, I'm fine with hearing him do creepy chat lines. I want him to do one to Sarah and see if she rips his neck out. <laughs> You're wet. <laughs> yeah. I, I still can't get over that. That chat line. Oh, God, it was a lot, wasn't it? God. It was a lot. Think, it, was a, it was a lot. He thinks that's cool as well. Yeah. He's like, I also oh. want to see more about this box in um the oh. the, the box from Act 1. Yeah. Oh, the ghost box, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just never mentioned again. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a box. I still think that's connected to... Cause that guy... I sort of love that, because but, 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 but Coop flew in, didn't he? Well, the guy who... No, Mr. C spoke... Oh, Mr. C. Mr. C. No, Coop flew in, but Mr. C spoke... There's a picture of Mr. C with the guy who owned the box, which Tammy found. And uh, the guy, right. he looks like Charlie. Really? Yeah. This is what he did to me at the time. I, I can't remember. Um, I'm going to try and find a picture of it now. Send us a picture. I will. Hang on. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Um, what else? What else do I want? What else am I excited about? Well, the two things I, I'm, I'm, like, when it comes to the Palmers, I I either expect there to be a, de- a depressing version of it or a happy ending. So the happy ending is like either Laura comes back to be with Sarah or Sarah dies but gets to be with Laura and Leland again really I just really want to see Leland again I do too yeah well, we've seen him I thought we'd see him much more than we have um, yeah all we said is in the season is find Laura so I don't know how that links it because she has to be a big deal in this finale because 
Yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how she'll fit into it. Yeah. Any ideas? Isn't there still isn't there still one last page missing from her diary? I think so. Yes. Just tried. They haven't tried the other toilet door yet. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm still intrigued, but I do like. I, I do want to see like, if there is a season four. I'd like it to be a bit more focalized, maybe on Twin Peaks. Um, like Coop's like they're like, what if Harry's back? He's like, Coop, what did you see there? He's like, oh, I've been in there for twenty five years. Yeah, well, what information you got? Not much. <laughs> or I had to defeat by myself. That's it. Um, and they just have to figure it out again. Or he does what he did in uh, season season one, where he rings up Harry to say that he found out who killed Laura, and then the next morning he's just like, oh, I forgot. Yeah. Could you imagine that in a real life case? <laughs> well, look, in a real life case, <laughs> Coop would have been fired from the FBI a long time ago. Yeah. I think, but he he learned stuff from Tibet, Emily. Uh, I think you'll find he'd be fine. You can't, you can't solve crimes by throwing rocks at bottles. You can, if it ends up being <laughs> true. Stop throwing rocks at glass windows. Whatever Charlie said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, predict, I predicted it. So. Don't be proud of that, mate. <laughs> um, I think that's all we've got time for this week on House Annie. Um, I'm still... I'm just trying to make this episode as long as possible so we don't have to deal with the fact that there's only two hours left. Uh, but, Mickey. Yes. Plug yo stuff. Plug your stuff. Oh, come on. Come on now. Uh, I, my name is Mickey. I <laughs> sometimes on Twitter uh, at Mickey Ralph. I'm also on Instagram if anybody wants to follow that. That's Mickey J. Ralph with a J in the middle. Um, I, I don't do much. I just review films. Uh, on Geek Bomb, sometimes for 405 film. I'm going to a preview screening of It next week, so I'm going to be putting my reactions up uh, from Wednesday. I've heard you It's guys Good. Wanna... Okay, I'm oh. going to have to temporarily mute you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not going to put any spoilers up. I'm not, I'm not a Oh, demon. no, I just... <laughs> No, I just don't. I I can't. I'm seeing it Saturday, and I don't want to read a single thing about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I I already had tickets to Friday, and then yeah, my boss texted me and was like, "Hey, do you want to go on Wednesday?" And I was like, "Yes!" So I'm gonna go on Wednesday. So yeah, if you want to follow me for that, that I mean, you can. There's that. <laughs> well, I heard Stephen King wrote this really spoiler thing about it a few decades ago. Yeah. So don't read, yeah. Don't read look, that, Emily. Look. Charlie, things are sometimes different in movies. Well, the thing like, is, that's exactly why I want to watch it. It's because I want to see how much of, you know, arguably my favourite book of all time is represented uh, cinematically. Those those are spoilers. Those are the true spoilers that everybody's worried about. It's part one, isn't it? It is part one. Cool. Well, it will, yeah. It's just it was the kids' part. You're too harsh on yourself. Like you work for Geek Bomb, it's a pretty great place to work at. I love working at Geek Bomb. And you write I really great it. articles, so you should check her oh, out. Oh, stop yeah. it, Charlie! Stop! Shut up! Speaking <laughs> of great stuff, what about you, Emily? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at e f lind. That's at e f l i n d. Um, I tweet a lot about. Star Wars and hey um tomorrow I will probably be tweeting a lot on 
the podcast Twitter page, which is How's Annie Pod during the um, marathon. Although I won't be tweeting during the new episodes because everything in my house is getting shut off while I watch those. So you can follow the podcast again. It's at How's Annie Pod. You can email us at How's Annie Pod at gmail.com. And we are part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network. Go to RadioFreePodcasting.com. Um, my Star Wars podcast is up there. It's the Canto Bite Dispatch. Um, you can check out some other cool podcasts like Amateur Pod, which is a nice like general pop culture podcast, which is really funny. Um, check out... Oh, John in 60 Seconds has started back up again, and it is... They are going through the films of John Cusack one minute at a time. Right now they're doing Say Anything. I think they're like six or seven episodes in, but I highly recommend that one. Charlie, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at C-M-W-A-S-H-P-Y. I tweet a lot of uh, gobbledygook about Swim Peaks, Star Wars, all that lot. Um, you can also find him in rooms with glass windows, yeah. throwing rocks. And uh, underneath uh, sewers, staring out my red balloon. Um, <laughs> you can you can find me on Instagram. Uh, just search Charlie M W Ashby. I put posts about uh, rubbish, and <laughs> I have a Star Wars podcast, the Imperial Set podcast, which is also on Radio Free Podcasting Network, and you should check that out. Um, I will be tweeting, live tweeting the uh, Twin Peaks season finale because um, I always end up tweeting anyway, and um, I'm sure most of it will just be. Uh, just me going, oh my god, oh my god, and then afterwards, oh my god. So <laughs> it'd be great. Oh, so really valuable tweets there, mate. Really valuable. Well, I I, I put some fun, I put some funny tweets out there. I like to become <laughs> hilarious. Um, so check that out. That'll be on the How's Any podcast uh, account. And then after season three uh, finishes, we will be doing a few more episodes, and then we have to discuss what we're going to do with the podcast because. If there's no more Twin Peaks, then, you know. Well, you're going to have to just go through the dossier, aren't you? Well, we're doing that 100%. But after that, I think... Uh, oh, after that. We'll have to discuss what we're going to do. Unless they announce season four like, straight away, which would be great. Oof. And then that just means we just, we just have to come back next time. Shit. Sounds good. So good. Um, I think we should wrap it here, because Patrick's got a lot to, <laughs> to edit, and I feel bad. <laughs> um, Sauce pack. That's all we've got time for this week, but join us next time. Oh my god, I can't believe this. As Stop we it. talk about the final <laughs> two no. episodes of Twin Peaks, potentially Twin Peaks in general. Um, dun dun dun! Or is it? Bow, bow, bow. Find it next time. Same bad channel. We'll be joined <laughs> by Patrick and Mickey next week to discuss hey. the finale. Um, probably earlier than usual. I don't know if we'll do it in the week free for you or if we just do yeah. it on Saturday but it should be fun that's all we've got time for bye everyone say it again for a fourth time Charlie <laughs> that's all we've got time <laughs> bye Hello, I stand. Hello, I stand.
I am not your foot. <laughs> Those are make zero sense whatsoever. Oh my god, there's somebody at my door. Oh my god. Oh my god, it. hold on. <laughs> hold on one second. Keep this in, Patrick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and play some weird Twin Peaks music over this. You enjoying it, Emily? Yeah. you're back yeah i'm back i'm so sorry that scared the shit out of me (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that scared the shit out of me i was like it's 20 to 11 at night some guy was knocking on my door asking if something was mine okay (sighs) sorry i was on a very busy street and so there was some like shit out on the street i guess like some somebody left like a bunch of stuff and he like knocked on my door and was like hello and i was like oh no (laughs) oh my god (laughs) don't don't talk about Mr. Z's head getting knocked off because he will appear at your door. And uh... honestly, I was like, I completely freaked out. I was like, oh no. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Hang on, I've I've got a picture. I shall send it to you on Twitter so you can see it. Cut this out, Patrick. Um, <laughs> or keep it in. <laughs> you can cut out a lot of shit. <laughs> cut this out, Patrick. Please, cut it out. Um, here we go. Cut out, Patrick. <laughs> oh, God. Now you're just making it hard. <laughs> God, I hope he leaves that in. Hey, Patrick. Leave it. <laughs> sorry. Patrick, I love you and I'm very, very sorry. Sorry, Patrick. I don't know you. <laughs> well, he'll he'll be joining us next week uh, for the finale. Oh, shit. So, hopefully, it'll be us, Free, and Patrick. Pictures been sent. Hey! Are you inviting me officially back, or is it this yeah, another yeah, all Yeah, qu- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have spoken about it. I guess. It. <laughs> you guessed the picture, or you guessed the Mickey coming back? Because I can say no again on on air. It's fine. No! Just Emily's signature, no! Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt of it. Are we on drugs? Oh god, dear Patrick, I'm so sorry you have to edit this. Close Pat. <laughs> Are we on crack? Oh. I, I feel like I can't help myself sometimes. Like I'm like, what's going on? 